Alright, three, two, one. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Nerd Stuff with Ian 2.0 podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ian. And today's podcast, we're actually going to talk about one of my more favorite teams that's in the DC Universe, which is the Outsiders. And the Outsiders, their series has been going on since... They've had on and off series, I think even going all the way back as far as the 70s. Regards, give me one second, I'm trying to remember how far back it goes. But essentially, I guess the best way to put it is their group of heroes led by Batman. They're a Black Ops team that, unlike the Justice League, they do what it takes, no matter what. You know, they're the guys that are out there on the front lines doing whatever it takes to get the job done. Okay, and it was... They were created in 1983. They started in the Brave and the Bold. And the team normally consisted of Batman, Black Lightning, Katana, Metamorpho, Geoforce, and I believe it is... I can never remember her, her last name or her actual name. They've had a couple different heroes, but... Those have been the on and off different characters, but usually it's Metamorpho, Batman, Black Lightning, and Katana. Those tend to be the four most consistent characters for the team. Now, as I said, they have, you know, they're a Black Ops team. They're they're doing the missions that Just League normally won't do. And to me, I've liked that concept because I feel like sometimes, and particularly for a character like Batman, You know, you can write a crap ton of Batman stories. You can, you know, have Batman go against his own own rogues gallery. You can have him do all that stuff. But sometimes you kind of have to remember that for Batman, he still needs a team. And I guess, I mean, you can argue the Bat family with Batgirl, Orphan, all the other, you know, the Robins, Nightwing, all the other characters that have been with it, they form that. And along with Outsiders, they are also a part of that. And you can argue that's probably one of the better things about Batman now is the Bat family going along with the Outsiders. But to me, I always felt the stories with the Outsiders were, at least for me, I liked them better because they were always, they weren't always straightforward. They had to do the stuff that had to get done. And I feel like, to me, at least as a comic book reader, I like some of those types of stories. Because I feel like sometimes the stakes can be done really well, and you can get great character development. And overall, to me, I think that is the best thing you can get for a story. And for, you know, a team, particularly a team with Batman. You know, everybody always wants to, you know either read a solo Batman film or you always want, or a solo Batman comic or you want to see Batman with the Justice League. But a lot of times people forget, you know, you can even go back to the original Justice League TV series along with Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. You know, even Young Justice. You know, Batman doesn't always agree with what's going on with the Justice League. He looks at them very much as, you know, they are, they're the faces that have their hands tied. They can't be doing the the stuff that is needed to be done. You know, they're not killing people. But they're going into countries. They're going after 
larger terrorists. They're going after criminals that, at least to them, are of higher stakes. They are the guys, you know, they're the, they're the international villains that you can't have Wonder Woman going around snapping necks. You know, she, you can't send in the Justice League to handle those bit, handle that. You need, best way, guess as I put it, a Black Ops team, a surgical knife that Batman uses. And characters like Black Lightning, Katana, Metamorpho. Uh, the other character I meant to say earlier was Halo. She's also been one. Geoforce. You know, they each, along with Batman, they each have, you know, developed a great teamwork. Now, it is one of the original teams. The team that I personally liked, and I stay kind of consistent with this, this was when the when I came on to read The Outsiders, <clears throat> I came in when it was right after the end of Young Justice. Essentially, Young Justice was a giant team of sidekick, more or less like the Teen Titans, but a better version of it. Because it involved a lot more of the younger heroes. You know, a lot of the younger teenage heroes kind of coming in to their own that aren't Teen Titans yet or are too old to be Teen Titans. And Young Justice was created by Peter David. You know, it did really great. And the stories led themselves to being great stories that allowed characters like Nightwing, Starfire, Cyborg, you know, freaking uh, Impulse, Bear. Bart Allen, Beast Boy, you had all the characters that were from Teen Titans and all the other younger heroes finally getting their chance to come together as this one secular team. Now, there was a big event, which I won't spoil for people that happened, and pretty much you had the, which you had where the Teen Titans, which was written by Jeff Johns when it started up after the, after the, End of Young or End of Young Justice came up. So Jeff Johns was writing Teen Titans, and his Teen Titans were Tim Drake, Bart Allen, Superboy Connor Kent. Uh, it was uh, Cassandra. Can't remember Wonder Girl, not the Donna Troy Wonder Girl, but it's uh, what's her face? I can never remember her name. It's uh, Cassie. Give me one second. Wonder Girl. Cassie. Cassandra Sandmark. And she probably, at least for me, Cassandra Sandmark was probably one of my favorite Supergirl or Wonder Girls that came up, at least when it was written by Jeff Johns. Because she was, at least to me, I felt like she was different compared to Donna Troy. And it gave DC a chance to really refresh and redo the character. There's a lot of stuff that goes on between the Teen Titans and the and then the reformation of the Outsiders along with the end of Young Justice. So with that you had Tim Drake, Wonder Girl, Superboy, Kid Flash, you had Cyborg, Starfire, Beast Boy, Raven, and then you just kind of built up the team from there. Like, there's plenty of them. And it was probably one among my favorite Teen Titan groups that came up. Like, I love the Jeff Johns Teen Titan run. But the run that really got me into loving The Outsiders was the run by Judd Winnick. When he did it, 
they came out about the same time, but Nightwing and his team came up. So Nightwing was running the Outsiders. So it was Nightwing, Arsenal, a.k.a. the former Speedy, who was the sidekick of Green Arrow, Oliver Queen. You had Thundra, who was the daughter of Black Lightning, because they didn't want to get Black Lightning. You had who else in that team? Because they had a pretty decent team. Give one second. They had Metamorpho. They also had, essentially, on top of that, yeah, Metamorpho on the team. But during that time, they had another version of the Metamorpho, which was I can oh, I can never remember his name. But essentially, he was more or less like a another half version of the character. Give it one second while I'm bringing him up. But essentially, he was another part of the team. You know, they reformed up a lot of the characters, a lot of the team that really went in and really made up the team. And to be honest, that was probably my favorite iteration of The Outsiders. Because to me, I always felt like it fit well for the character like Nightwing. Because in a lot of ways, I always kind of felt like he had story that could get told. But you needed to give him stakes. Because how many times can you have him, you know, with Batman or without Batman, you know, feeling a shadow, not, you know, always dealing with Bloodhaven, going through, you know, the different stories you could set him up with. And with this, when they brought back, when Judd Winnick was writing The Outsiders, I loved the story. Because it just did well. At least to me, it set a good number of stories. And the Teen Titans and Outsiders just played extremely well off each other. Because if you're reading one or the other, you could pick up the other one and you would not feel lost. Or you can read them both at the same time. And they worked seamlessly. And in a lot of ways, they just they were great stories. And to me, like, at least personally... I liked what they did. I liked the setup. I liked the fact that you took those characters like Nightwing, Arsenal, and allowed them to really go in and develop as, you know, better characters. As, you know, more or less some of the, you know, characters from Young Justice... That didn't always get the love that they deserved. And to me, I thought it did well. And I like that. Now, they did later, you know, Batman later came back. He took over the Outsiders. And then, with Batman R.I.P., when Batman died in Final Crisis. That's an old continuity event. At this point, I'm not really spoiling much for anybody. Sorry. But essentially, you know, Nightwing was no longer running the team. The team was composed of... I can't even remember all the team. They they've had so many team members. DC team members. <laughs> it's always hard for me to remember every single team member for the outsiders just straight up off the top of my head. Just being honest with you guys. Uh 
Not that. Nope. Okay, so if this is the one I'm recalling. So you had Arsenal, Grace. Grace, essentially, she was a super-powered... Apparently, she was super-powered, you know, super-strength, speed, healing factor, stuff like that. Nothing too, too crazy about her. You had Indigo, who was pretty much more or less Brainiac 8, another version of Brainiac. You had Shift, who was the quote-unquote clone of Metamorpho, who I was talking about earlier. You had Thunder, pretty much the daughter of Black Lightning. You had Nightwing and Jade. Jade being the daughter of the original Green Lantern, Alan Scott. They had Huntress, Starfire, Captain Marvel Jr., Captain Boomerang. Then they've gone and they went, you know, crazy with it from there. You know, they've had Martian Manhunter, Catwoman, I can keep naming them off. But essentially, they ended up coming in after more or less Batman's death, and they were all under, if I recall, Alfred. Pretty much Alfred Pennyworth, the butler of Batman. He was helping design missions. You had Geoforce and all, and they were handling different missions. And I liked the story. I thought it was something different. And to me, I always kind of thought it was weird to have Alfred run him. But I kind of liked that concept where Alfred kind of stepped up. Because, you know, in a lot of ways you think about it, what would happen if Batman did die? Would Alfred just stop, you know, helping out heroes that Batman originally helped? Would Alfred just more or less take like an Oracle kind of team head kind of thing? Or would he be the guy that's investigating? You know, what would his character do? And I feel like that was a good way to evolve his character to add more depth to it. Because in a lot of ways, they, you know, everyone's kind of used to Alfred being the guy that, you know, stitches Batman up resets his bones, you know, gets him food. Norris, he's taking care of him since he was a child. This is the one time I feel like you already got to see Alfred, you know, even though he couldn't be on the front lines, he was able to truly make a bigger difference with other heroes that aren't the Bat family. And to me, I thought that was a great story development. And to me, it worked. Like, I liked it. You know, and to me, personally... The evolution of it made sense. Now, later on, Batman did come back. Because, of course, everything that goes on with Batman R.I.P., Final Crisis, all that fun stuff. Batman pretty much was more or less sent back in time. Somehow, he went through different times. He finally came back, and he went in for Batman Incorporated. It's a whole other thing I'll probably go into one day. And I might expand on that concept on another podcast. And pretty much Batman took over the Outsiders again. And now we're up to the present day Outsiders team, which right now is currently Black Lightning, Batman, Katana, Orphan, who, a.k.a. Cassandra Kane, Duke Thomas, a.k.a. Signal, and Lady Shiva. And right now they're dealing with the one of Batman, in my opinion, probably one of his... I guess best way to put it, one of his more top five foes that I feel like when he comes into a store, you know what he is. The eco-terrorist Rachel Ghoul. And to me, I feel like it did well. Like, I've, I've liked the story, what they've done so far. I don't feel like they have 
at least to me, I don't feel like they've undersold Batman the team. That I don't feel like they've also undersold Ra's al Ghul. I've liked what they've done going up to 13 issues. Now, I will say this. is a little, It's a slow burn at first, but like I said, once it starts popping, you know, it's you're ready for the next issue. And I feel like that's the one thing I really appreciate about it is if you stuck on with it, it's sped up. You can tell the head writer, Brian Edward Hill, truly understands Batman as a character. Because overall, he's not looking at Batman and the Outsiders as Batman's the overall leader. You know, Batman's the leader, but Batman's also dealing with the issues which are currently going on right now. So for people who don't know, Alfred Pennyworth is currently dead. Bane, more or less, in the, is killed Alfred. Best way to put it. You know, Alfred's dead. Pretty much sacrificed himself. And Bruce Wayne, of course, being with the Outsiders, he's dealing with that. With those problems. And I feel like that's a kind of a good way to handle that story. That's why I feel like Batman the Outsiders does really well. Because it allows for Batman to deal with those issues. But you've also got great personal development among the team. Where characters are developing themselves. You know, I like the fact that I feel as though Black Lightning is being developed as a character. Now, some people can kind of criticize certain things about it. But I like what they're kind of doing with Jefferson Pierce. You know, he's being offered the chance to be the real leader. The leader that Batman knows he really can't be at the moment. Katana truly is, you know, she's still herself. She's still the samurai. More or less, I guess the best way to put it is uh, Katana, she wields a sword that I can never remember the full name of it. But essentially the sword within has the soul of her husband trapped within it. She had to slam. He was more or less a... He had taken over, he had to be killed, and so she pretty much, his soul is forever trapped in her sword. And she hears his voice, and it does haunt her, but she knows the sword she wields is her gift and her curse. Then you had characters like Duke Thomas, who, in my opinion, really wasn't getting a lot of fanfare, a lot of love. Because more or less, Duke Thomas, aka The Signal... He came about during All-Star Batman, which was written by Scott Snyder. And he was kind of meant to be the next Robin, because they were trying to figure out, you know, well, what are we going to do with Damian Wayne? Because Damian was going into Super Sons, where it was him teaming up with Superboy, Jonathan Kent, and then they were going to go into Teen Titans. And to me, I kind of like that, because I kind of like that it's somebody else Batman can take under his wing to truly help. And now there's a lot more story to Duke Thomas than I'm saying out loud. But I like what he's being used as right now within the Outsiders. And same thing with Orphan, a.k.a. Cassandra Kane. You know, I really like what she is doing for the team. I like their team because they're not wildly overpowered. But they're also not wildly, you know, underpowered or wildly outmatched. You know, so far, just with dealing with Rachel Ghoul for the past couple arcs, you can tell that they're pretty evenly matched, but the story does a great job of balancing each character. And I feel like that's something I don't see in too many books that much, especially team books. You can always kind of tell, like, who's the main focus of the book. While with this, I feel as though 
it balances that out well where, yes, you know Batman, of course, is the team leader. Of course, Batman's going to be the guy they're always going to try and emphasize. But this, I felt as though, allows each character to develop. And it's, to me, it's developed... It, you didn't really have to develop Black Lightning, Katana, or Batman anymore. They developed characters like Orphan and Duke Thomas, and they allowed them who have some story, but they haven't really had their story fully expanded, to go forth and truly, you know, have a better story arc, to get better development. And I feel like that's something that is needed, in particular for some of these characters. And that's why I, I love the stories. I love Brian Edward Hill's writing on it. You know, I've really enjoyed the series, and it's one that I do recommend. Because overall, it's something different. And at the end of the day, if you're looking for a Batman, trying to get into Batman story, and you're not trying to, you know, figure out where you want to go, or you're just looking for something that, yes, Batman's involved, but it's not solely based around him, then I'd say definitely get involved with Batman and the Outsiders. Only 13 issues in... Realistically, it's not that hard to really catch up on it. Plus, you get to see characters like Black Lightning, Katana, Duke Thomas, a.k.a. The Signal, Lady Shiva, and Cassandra Kane truly, you know, get some character development. So if you've ever curious about those characters, you get to see them more. Plus, if you love the character of Ra's al Ghul, especially if you loved him in... Batman Begins, or if you loved him in Batman the Animated Series, and you don't really, you're like, hey, he, you don't get to see him that much in regular Batman, this is your chance to really get behind the character, to kind of see why is Rachel Ghoul such a great villain for Batman in particular. And that's one of the bigger things I've rep in regards to it, at least for me. Now, overall, you know, you can say, oh, hey, you know, man. Maybe I'm not all that interested in it. I would still say at the end of the day, check out this book, whether it's just reading the first arc of it, or just catching up on the whole entire thing and just seeing how you really like it. Or if not, personally, read the Judd Winnick Outsiders Run. To me, and I stand by this, that run truly changed my perspective of a lot of the heroes, like Nightwing, Metamorpho, it really gave me, at least for me as a younger reader, when I was reading those, and I was like 12, 12 and 13, a chance to see different characters that I never felt as though I got to see all that often, and characters that I never really felt like were, at least for me, never, I, I just didn't feel like they were characters that got the proper time in the books they're getting and like that's why i liked them i just like it because they're just a black ops team that they do what they got to do probably in my personal opinion my favorite moment at least from the judd winnick run and it's something that sticks to me to this day for people who don't know the character of nightwing dick grayson he as much as he is a big fan of batman reason why Dick Grayson called himself Nightwing was because of Superman. You know, there was a Kryptonian who called himself Nightwing. And pretty much in the city of Kandor, in the shrunken city of Kandor. Nightwing named himself after a Kryptonian, which associated with Superman, because Superman is among 
pretty much Dick Grayson's favorite heroes. And Dick Grayson literally just looks at him and goes, pretty much Superman's like, he's telling Nick Nightwing, and that's how she's like, if you guys don't stop this, I will stop you. And Dick Grayson goes, try me. It's like, you can stop me for crap. We're doing what has to get done. And their team just jumps out. And Superman just kind of just has to go and sit there and be like, I want to stop you guys, but I understand that I can't. You know, if I do this, I show that the heroes are not united. And that I'm recognizing what you guys are doing. And I thought that moment was just so beautifully written and so cool. Because for as much admiration as Nightwing has for Superman, he stood up to Superman to tell him, I'm doing what has to get done. Just because you're the big blue Boy Scout and you have to abide by rules doesn't always mean I have to, especially when some of these villains, the eco-terrorists, the people we're fighting, aren't following those same sets of rules. And that is what got me into The Outsiders. When I saw that moment in the comic books, and I saw how Nightwing just didn't back down to Superman, who could easily have snapped his neck, stopped and done whatever, you know, it was so cool. And to me, it set a precedent. And I feel like that's kind of what the Outsiders are. Like I said, they're the Black Ops team. They're the team that they're not going to listen to Superman. They're doing what them and Batman or whoever is leading them is doing what they truly believe is right. Even if it means they're having to do stuff that can't be put out in public. That can't be, you know... You can't have the biggest heroes out there being seen and being associated with it. And I feel like that just works as a book. I mean, you can say the same thing about books like Suicide Squad and others like that. And maybe at some point I'll talk about the Suicide Squad. But I feel like one day I'm hoping they do an actual like Outsiders movie. Now, we have seen them... In the Young Justice Season 3, Young Justice Outsiders, which to me was great. And I highly recommend it. And overall, I feel like it's just a great story. At great times. So, <laughs> I don't even think there's really that much left I can say about them. Other than saying, like, you guys should definitely just check out Batman and the Outsiders. Or if not, just check out The Outsiders, written by Judd Winnick. Or if you even want to go farther back. And check out Batman and the Outsiders when they came out in the 80s. Check them out, man. They're, they've got some great stories. And it gives you a chance to just see something different that you don't always get to see. And I like the character development. I like the bouncing off of characters. They really balanced. And to me, it just works. So, I think with that being said, I'm going to close this podcast out. And thank you guys for listening, man. I, I do appreciate that. So, that being said... Thanks for you. Thanks again for listening and you guys have a great night. Later.